Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller. For the next couple of hours, talking sports with you, and thanks for being with us uh, for as much of that as you can. Love to have you here. All right, BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this bottom of the hour, as we always do on Thursday. We'll preview Nebraska as they, I uh, believe it's homecoming over there this week. It's Purdue, for sure. Nebraska trying to find their way to a postseason uh, for the first time in a long time. Seems like a winnable game, but a bunch of injuries will catch up. Uh, with that, with Stephen M. Sipple from On3 Media. Lee Sterling will join us at about 11.50. He's got a handful of games. Of course, Lee with ParamountSports.com. We will give away our chicken wings uh, from the uh, chicken coop. You don't have to have chicken wings. If you finish second, you do. You get 20 bucks in wings, but the winner will get a $50 gift certificate from chicken uh, from the chicken coop. Three locations, Urbandale, Ankeny and West Des Moines will do that uh, about 12.15 or thereabouts. Bill Bender from the Sporting News on the week that uh, ahead in college football. And then Trent's play of the day, Circus Sports sponsor those. Coming up here at about 10 minutes before 1. Thursday night football tonight. Mm-hmm. Baseball begins tomorrow. Cade McNamara is coming back for another year. Uh, he announced that last night on was it well, social media. Instagram maybe? It doesn't matter. He announced it on social media. Uh, It's official. Right from the uh, horse's quarterback's mouth. Uh, So uh, good news for the Hawks as they get their QB back. And Trent, you know what? Um, I'm glad for a couple of reasons. Um, I don't know what they've got behind him. Well, now we do, and it's not good. It's brutal. (laughs) It's brutal. But you know what? I don't think Hawkeye fans were um, afforded the opportunity to to see Cade McNamara. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm getting out with his health. When he went down on Kids Day, he was never, I don't think, close to 100% because they, uh, there was you know, a couple of sections of the playbook that were just off limits because of his limitations. They couldn't bootleg. Which is big for him. They couldn't move him in the pocket. They couldn't quarterback sneak. To think that he was not just limited, incredibly limited mm-hmm. with those kind of things. Now, Cade McNamara... We're not talking RG3 here. No, no, no. But he can move around. He can make a play. He Mm -hmm. can step forward and pick up five yards if everybody's covered downfield. He can do those kind of things. And he was not physically able to do that. This is a guy that, look, he wasn't going to come here and set the world on fire. But he was a competent quarterback. Yes. High accuracy guy. And we didn't get to see it. Certainly an upgrade over what we've got remaining and what was, you know, here last year. And the last... I'm a Stanley guy in some ways. Stanley against Northwestern. Stanley against some also rans. Sure. Yeah. Stanley in big moments. Maybe he's never great. I mean, he's, no, he's great against Ohio NFL. State. Yeah. With the guy draped on his leg. Yeah. He's a big dude. He's a he was a big dude. Yeah. He was pretty good. Yep. Dude threw for seventy touchdowns. Mm-hmm. With Brian Ferentz as his offensive coordinator. Think about that. But what they're doing now, what they're trying to do now looks completely different than even what they did four years ago. Well, maybe we'll be in for a surprise when you're on the rooftops outside the left field wall at Wrigley Field watching Northwestern and Iowa 2.30. Peacock, right? Peacock has it. Peacock has the game. Trent and uh, some high rollers from uh, Circa Iowa and Circa Iowa, or Circa Illinois, rather, will be there in the box watching that. So, 
Uh, a week from today, we leave for Chicago. We do. Which is going to be a blast. Yes. Um, Friday, we do our show for Merkel's in Merkel's. Wrigleyville. Yep. So we'll be on, obviously, 11 to 1 as normal. Uh, they will not... So they normally don't open during the week until 5 o'clock, but they're going to open early. They're going to open at noon. So if you get there right at 11 o'clock expecting us being gotcha. able to get in, they'll open at noon. So they're going to open the doors five hours early. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a party there. We're going to have a really good time. Barntown is coming. You know, Barntown over in West Des Moines, Waukee border. Oh, really? So the owner, Pete, of Barntown, yeah. used to be in business with the owner of Merkel's. They owned Merkel's together before Pete came back to Iowa. So... He's going to be over there. They're doing whatever they call the beer release, you yeah, know, where they yeah. bring beers over. Right. Have you but, had Barntown? Oh, yeah. Have yeah. You? We, that's, that's one of our favorites. We Is go there it? a ton. And we, uh, they're going to be bringing some of their favorites, including my wife's favorite. Now, this is going to throw you for a loop. <laughs> what, I know you like... Was, what kind of flavor is right. it? Right. It is peanut butter and jelly beer. Oh, God. And it is so good. I, I swear so to God. so gross. It is incredible. Because really? How do you get those two flavors in a beer? How does that work? And it does. It's my wife's favorite. It's one of my favorites. Really, It's really, really good. And, well, for years, you ate a peanut butter sandwich every single day. <laughs> yeah, I still eat peanut butter you every do. day. Yeah. You do. Even if you don't drink a whole one. You oh, definitely, I'll, I'll sample it. All right. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to make it happen. But mm-hmm. they're bringing a bunch of their beers over. In fact, I have the list here somewhere uh, that they're all going to be there. So going to be a really good time throughout Friday. LaShawn Daniels, who I do the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast with, He's going to stop by. We're going to do our podcast live at 2 o'clock. Oh, so good. opportunity to hang out with him. And talking to... So that means when you're busy talking to him, maybe uh, the old man can duck out? No, no, no. no, no. Okay. You've you got to shake hands. Stick <laughs> right. around for a while. I will. What do you got to do? Come I on. have nothing. Exactly. I have nothing. Hang out, shake some hands, have yep. some fun with the people. Yep. And uh, during that, though, and afterwards, of course, LaShawn will be around. And the owner, Russ, of Merkel's, told me yesterday they're anticipating... One, if not two, former Hawkeye tight ends will be making an appearance either Friday or Saturday at Merkel's. They're going to open up on Saturday mm. morning, pregame opportunity to go there. Trent, they're going to be mobbed before the game on Saturday. Sam Laporta uh-huh. going to try to make an appearance, and maybe Dallas Clark will be making an appearance. So nothing crossed yet, but yeah, a couple of big former tight ends also going to be there. I know a lot of Hawkeyes talking to LaShawn mm-hmm. out of the Alumni Association, the, uh, what do they call it, the letter winner group out of the football. They're talking about a lot of different things. So there's going to be plenty of former Hawkeyes running around. Merkel's going to be the place to be both Friday and Saturday. No, it sounds like, uh, sounds like a good time. And then what are you doing on Saturday morning? Going to do just a, a podcast, a pregame gotcha. podcast, if you will, with myself and LaShawn. So we'll be doing that in the morning, getting ready for the game, some final thoughts, those kind of things. And uh, maybe throw a few people, throw the headset well, on. Well, Mike Palm's going to be there. Yes, absolutely. We'll get him on there talk a little bit about the betting lines mm-hmm. and what they're seeing and some of the trend lines so gonna be a really fun time really i just love chicago yeah, i do too now you like to look forward have you looked at the weather no i have not you haven't i haven't well i'm not staying for the game so it doesn't matter to you <laughs> well you got to get out well uber no I, you mean I, the plane right we never know right I chicago know. weather let's well, see what, what does got. it say all right extend 10 day forecast here we go from the weather channel friday yes 52, partly Sun, cloudy. Partly cloudy, all right. Game day. Yes. 58, partly cloudy. Not, Not bad. bad at all. No. Signed for that in November? Yes, absolutely. That's fallback weekend, is it not? I don't know. I think it is. God, I hate fallback weekend. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Doesn't it throw you off? Does it drive you? Maybe it's an old thing. Well, the, the kids it throws off. And the pets. 
<laughs> right. Do. I don't worry about that. Right. We don't have any of those. We've got yeah. lots of plants, no pets. Yeah. But do have two kids. And yeah, that definitely throws uh. things off for a while. Yeah, I think it's fallback weekend. All right. Anyways. Um, well, good. That means an extra hour at the bar then. For, for some of you. Yes. Right? For some of you. With Saturday those. night. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, weird night last night. A lot of NBA. Did you watch any NBA? I tried, Trent. I tried, 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 and I and I forced myself to watch the Raptors and the T Wolves as much as I could. It's really hard. Game one of eighty two. Um, no, very little defense on display. It's just tough. It is. I mean, there's. It's such a difference to me. Early schedule NBA playoff NBA playoff NBA is legit. Yes, I mean legit. Um, and these athletes are still athletic, but it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just hard to watch. You know what I watched last night? And I just can't turn it off. It's the stupidest thing. The stupidest? The stupidest. It wasn't on Swamp TV. people. Well, that too. Um, I could see some of these folks from Swamp People actually participating in the air quote sport that I watched last night on sport. You watched a sport last no, night? No, it's not sport. Soccer. It's, no, it's not sport. It's, um... It's a power slap. (laughs) I can't turn this freaking show off. You watched a power slap last night. Well, you know, when we were in um, one of our trips to Vegas, I think you were there. Anyways, um, Circa's the big power slap spots. It's such a stupid... I mean, they stand three feet from each other. Uh Uh-huh. And whoever uh, wins the coin toss gets to slap first. Okay. And if you slap first, there's a pretty good chance that the guy that gets slapped isn't going to be able to answer the bell and slap you back. It, it happens that fast. It's incredible. So they, one, two, three, and it's just, you can see the poor son of a gun's men and women. You can see, you really can't, but you can imagine their brain just moving around in their crane. I'm thinking, this is the most barbaric thing I've ever seen. And I can't stop watching it. And you it. keep watching it. I can't. That's incredible. It truly is. Here, one more. Just one more. Slap one. fighting. Slap fighting. So when we were at Circa, I guess the face of Power Slap is a guy by the name of the Mad Hawaiian. Uh-huh. Who's got to be the most, I mean, the last person you ever want to get pissed at you. So we were at Circa, and I, you know, I can't sleep, right? So I get up for coffee. Mm-hmm. It's Iowa time six. It's four in the morning. I go downstairs, grab that. Uh, uh, what's the coffee? Um, oh God, it's Circa Jack uh, Jackpots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, it's really good coffee. Anyways, and he's standing there, and I started to walk up to, and I never take my picture with anybody. I mm-hmm. never, you know, Ken fanboy. Can I get a picture? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not you. <laughs> That's not me. But I caught myself walking towards him because I wanted a picture of me and the Mad Hawaiian. It's come this far. Help me. Oh, you, you're in deep. Well, there was nothing on. There, there was one hockey game. Uh-huh. There was a bunch of NBA, and again, I just can't get into it. I watched a ton last night. I watched the T-Wolves almost start to finish. So did I, but it's, it was tough, wasn't it? Was it? Was, not, it was not a good game no. to watch. It was not well played. No. And What else did you watch? Did you watch oh, Sacramento? I did, yeah. That was my late Did they game. win? Yeah, they did. They cruised. They won really easily. And How did Keegan look? He was all right. Hit yeah. a couple threes early on. Uh, Harrison Barnes was a stud, though. He, he was started incredible. 10 for 11 or something yeah, he ridiculous. Was, I he did was see amazing. that. I saw that. On and the, not just hitting yeah. shots, getting to the rim, dunking on people, mm-hmm. hollering. I mean, he was, he was really, really good. That he Sacramento was team. Oh, yeah. Barnes? Oh, yeah. Old veteran. He's got something to say to those young bloods now. He was really, really good. And Sacramento, another year. You know, De'Aaron Fox, the yeah. leap that we saw last year, you got to assume that Keegan's going to be better. That team's really good. 
Well, you made a nice, you made a play on them yesterday. I did. I really like the structure mm-hmm. of that team and being a young team, not having all the veterans that need to, mm-hmm. you know, have those times off. I think they have a path to certainly finish in the top four mm. and get a home home court at least. Well, they did that a year ago, remember? Yeah, and that's maybe true. even do more yeah. than that this season. I really like that Sacramento team, and I flipped over a couple of times, and maybe it was just because of the uniform matchup. I watched college football last night, and there was a couple of just awful. I, I couldn't get into it. No, I, I could definitely understand it. Mm-hmm. And it was more late because it was close. But the, uh, the, the what was it, Sam Houston State? Yeah, it was Sam Houston State. They were searching for their first win of the year. Didn't get it. <laughs> UTEP hit a play well, late. there's always November. Right. UTEP got them 37-34. But UTEP, on the road at Sam Houston State, Sam Houston State wearing their all-orange get-up, looking like pumpkins out there. Yeah. And UTEP was wearing their UTEP was wearing their navy blues, tops. Well, you're supposed to wear white on the road. Yeah. The equipment manager sent the wrong uniforms. Mm. Now I didn't see if there was the penalty that you normally get when you, we see USC UCLA the the game, yeah, and they, they be, decline it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that happened at the beginning of the game, but yeah, that was something that mm-hmm. that happened in that one. Don't and if it just you're the beautiful. opposing coach. Once the coach tells you what happened and the and the error that was made, just yeah. eh, forget about it. We don't care. No. I know it's UTEP. They don't have the same amount of people working for UTEP football compared to Iowa State, whoever else. But doesn't somebody say, hey, we're going on the road. Every time we go on the road, we don't send our home uniforms. Yeah. We send the white ones. There was a one person that picked up on that. Mm-hmm. That one? That same person that's in charge of that was asked what the score was last week, and they said we lost 13-27. to 27. Uh, what are the, Yeah, right, yeah. right. right. <laughs> Not exactly locked in. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State, here's hoping they're locked in, Trent, because this is a winnable football game, I think. Are you surprised that the number keeps going in Iowa State's favor? They're now favored two and a half. I'm not because... You've liked Iowa State all week. Yeah, that was. I was shocked at the opening number. Mm-hmm. So Baylor's going to have... Like, where's shaping at? Uh, he's back and he's good. I watched the Cincinnati game last week. That's what he I looked was different, yeah. Trent. He looked different in a positive way if you're a Baylor fan. Unfortunate for Iowa State, it looks like he's back. Yeah, because... he's a, It's a different team when he's, you know, yeah. Blake Shapin. I thought they'd be good enough to contend. Mm-hmm. I bought a ticket on them to get to the championship game. I thought they were going to be a whole lot better there. Maybe it's the preseason part of it that I should be relying on, but I just can't. I I think Iowa State's a whole lot better. I do too, especially the way they're playing and coming on. This is one of Campbell's best coaching jobs, in no my doubt. opinion. Yeah, because this team looked dead. This mm-hmm. team looked okay. I I heard all about the illness in Ohio, and mm-hmm. I guess it's something, right? Yeah. I mean, when Rocco Beck can't get back into the into the locker room at halftime, they won't let him near anybody because he's barfing so much, mm-hmm. and Noel can't even answer the bell to begin with, and apparently there was a couple of others. But boy, oh boy, um, they, they just looked dead. And then you got the fan chirping at Campbell mm-hmm. as you're running off the field. And you thought, wow, which direction is this season going to go? Uh, I certainly didn't think it was going to go in the direction no. that it did. And all of a sudden now, this Iowa State team, look, what's what's their... The, obviously at the back of the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Home to Texas and then K-State. Those two look like the most difficult. BYU took us... Um, and I think another degree of difficult, based on what they did to Texas Tech this past weekend. And again, Texas Tech is not the team a lot of people. I think I, like you picked Baylor, mm-hmm. I think I picked Texas Tech. And you weren't alone. A ton of people were on the Tech bandwagon, and it hasn't clicked. They had that uh-uh. opening loss to Wyoming. They answered the bell and played war- well against Oregon. Easily could have got that game. And with two losses, it's just, well, 
this thing's over. Mm-hmm. And it has that feeling, and you see those lost seasons. It definitely I shaping up McGuire's to be that. I going to be coach of the year in the conference. Yeah. You know, yep. the BYU team, they got Keaton Slovis. Yep. He's been around <laughs> he's been a long everywhere. time. <laughs> he's, he's bounced around a whole lot. I wonder if he's got one of those suitcases, you know, where you put the sticker where you've been. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's been everywhere. Yeah. So BYU gets Texas this week. I mean, that'll be huge for them, too. To get Texas coming into their building, yeah, that's going to well, be a big one. Yeah. They go hey, on the road again. Speaking of that, will, will... No, it's at Texas. Sorry. Is it at it's Texas? Te- yeah. Who's going to quarterback? Is Manning going to play? No. It's not going to be no, Manning. No, It doesn't sound like he's close. Really? No. Huh. Remember where he also played? In there Louisiana, were, I mean? Yeah, he played small school. He played in like their well, parochial didn't, didn't school. He, didn't he follow uh, his uncles? It's like playing 1A football. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's... In New Orleans, is yeah, that right? It's it's the Catholic school. I just assumed that well, if Peyton's playing there, Eli's playing there, they got to be like the Dowling or the... And there were tons of people that were saying, even before he committed to Texas, that... If his last name wasn't Manning, he'd be a good prospect, but he'd be a four-star. Okay. There were a lot of people that said, yeah, he's a top 10 quarterback in this class, but he's not an uber prospect, can't miss kind of thing. But the Manning name obviously carries a ton of weight. And having his his uncles coach him. Yeah, absolutely. All the the things, I mean, he got every kind of tutelage that you need. And his dad's the best athlete in the family. Due to injury, I mean, he wasn't a quarterback. Grandpa, stud. Grandpa wasn't bad either. I mean, you have the lineage, but without that last name, good quarterback. Mm -hmm. Not, well, Arch Jones. Yes. It's a completely different conversation. And I think we're seeing that play out. I mean, even as the summer was progressing... It was yours, job. Yeah, there was, no, that's for sure. But yeah. I thought that I thought Manning was second in line. No, no, that other guy. You. Have yeah. you ever seen that other? guy? I have not. Be ready. He well, looks, it sounds like you're, we're going to see him in Ames. Uh, this well, their final home game, penultimate game of the season. I just where I was going was Kevin Durant didn't play at Hilton. Yeah, uh, they're leaving for the SEC next year. I thought you know maybe maybe <laughs> for the one and only time Arch Manning will play at Jack Trice. You know if he ever gets to the heights that some think he will. So Malik Murphy. Is a big man, six five, two forty. Dual threat quarterback. He's two forty. He's a monster, and I think he's supposed to be able. To, yeah, to be a dual threat. Obviously, mm-hmm. haven't seen a ton of him, but there was that picture this summer, and I know we talked about it. And it was a picture of the quarterback room at Texas with their shirts off. You remember that? I don't. And Arch looks like an eighteen year old yeah. kind of spindly yeah. guy. Yours is like okay. He's mm-hmm. been putting some work in in the weight room, and then, this and then Murphy is like. Who invited their old uncle into the picture? I mean, he looks like a man huh. in comparison to the rest of that room. And see if, uh, I'll see if I can find that picture yeah, and send it to you it. because he's going to look different. And, yeah, from everything that I have seen, everything that I've heard dating back to the summer, the gap is pretty significant even between Murphy and Manning right now. Hmm. Uh, Baylor's got some dudes. They, the, this Jones kid, I think he's, he's a single-digit number, um, two, three, Again, I saw him play Cincinnati last weekend. He's all over the field. He's a linebacker, and he's all over the field. Um, Baldwin, receiver mm-hmm. number eight, he's their best player, I think, other than shaping their best skill guy. They don't run the ball particularly well. I think Akos going to have some um, – he's going to have a pretty good game plan uh, in store for Baylor, and we'll see. I think it's a winnable game because after that, Kansas, homecoming, don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Kansas is obviously trending up. Mm-hmm. Then they go to BYU. So they've got to win two more. I think, do you have to win two of these next three? Obviously you do if you want to feel good about it. Right. And not leave the, you know, that trip to Manhattan. You've got to go there to get bowl eligible. Bowl eligible. That might not be fun. But, you know, win this one and 
Take it from there. You can dream a little bit. You can, Trent. And, if and we, I thought this was there's there's no so if they win this week, they go over their win total, right? Or was it five? It was five and a half. Oh, was it that high? Yeah, I got a bunch of five and a halves. Didn't it, it go down though? It did. Eventually went to five. I, After the gambling news hit. Yes, yeah. When especially when well the Deckers part mm-hmm. of it. That's when it dropped to five. Can and I it say, got to four and a half at a couple of places. I thought so too. Yeah. Can I say uh, ask you something about the gambling thing here? Yeah. Um, which keeps, which is, I guess, still. So, what's the what's the gripe? What what did the IRGC or the DCI? What are they doing wrong? They're not releasing something. That's how I read it. And to what be does Wazarike want to get out of this? He's left school. The, there's no criminal charges against him. Well, I think they want everything dropped. I think they want his name cleared. And But he's not going to be cleared in the NFL. Sure. Oh, absolutely. But did did he or didn't he bet on games as a student athlete? He did. Well, then what's where are we at? Right. Yeah. I mean, We're let, getting let's into technicalities. To, and... Let's go back to square one with all of these guys. Mm-hmm. Did they make a bet as a student athlete? Yes. <laughs> Where, 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 why go any further? Well, you do have constitutional rights in this I, country. Yeah, I'm all for them. Yeah. I'm all for them. And I think that's a part of where the argument comes. Reading through, Keith had the full rundown yeah. of everything from the lawyer. And there were times my roll, eyes were rolling back in my head. I, I, I couldn't understand it yeah. either. I, and, um, the legalese, I mean, mm-hmm. we might need to get Nate Bolton in here to help us out on something a little bit. One no, of our, that's a good idea. One of our lawyer friends because it was so far over my head. Be- but I think that's maybe the crutch of it is why are you investigating this? And because they're betting on sports as student athletes, 1919, everybody that that's follows sports is sort of the Black Sox scandal, Trent. These things live forever. You can't bet on sports or we have no sports. That you're exactly right on that part. But for the individual, that's. A great overview. You're so exactly I, right. I get the part. Maybe I, the punishment. You want to argue about oh, yeah. that? I fine. That's not my argument. <laughs> did you bet on sports as a student? Were you told you couldn't? And you did repeatedly told you could. Where was the education part of your uh, experience at Iowa, Iowa State? Was that drilled into your head repeatedly? My guess is yes. But if the Racing and Gaming Commission, if the DCI obtained this information illegally, like how? That they didn't have the DCI did is not supposed to have the ability that they use for the geofencing. If that is something that's real, and that's kind of the way they, that I they, read it, they were told they can't get access to the, to help their investigation. Is that correct? You, that they cannot okay. use the geofencing for an investigation unless they get some kind of approval. And if is they that did, like getting a warrant before you go into yeah, somebody's I, house, that'd maybe? probably be a fair way okay. to put it. That I think is the crutch again. I'm trying to kind of piece it all together, but I think that's a big part of it, is obtaining the information illegally. Uh-huh. You can't do that. Okay, and that's if, fair. if somebody, you maybe do something that's not legal mm-hmm. in the state. Yeah, every night. <laughs> and if somebody found that out, yeah. a... Well, no, I tell everybody. Yeah, a criminal investigator right. finds that out yeah. and does that and finds it out illegally with surveillance, with a warrant, without a warrant, and comes into your home... You don't think he'd be upset about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's that's where these athletes so are. So that's that's because I, I, and this is on me. When I when I when I see all the dads, you know, all the family members, um, all the fans um, that are making this to be that they're the victims. 
that the athletes are the victims, I, I, I just can't get past the you know, the very first box that's checked. But did you bet on sports as a student athlete? Yes. Okay. Did they find this out illegally? Checkmate. You can't do but that. Isn't it their job? Isn't it their job? Well, there's if plenty they, of jobs, but you can't go outside the law to do your job. But if they if they have if they have the impression that student athletes might be betting on their own team on or against their own team, isn't it incumbent upon them? They to have investigate? to investigate, but they can't do things illegal to investigate it. Gotcha. And that's the rub. We're we're kind of going down two different paths here, but I think that's where we can converge. Absolutely. Investigate it. Yeah. But you cannot obtain the information that's true. illegally I, I've, in I your investigation. You. Gotcha. And that's where we're at. I believe so. And the IRGC helped the DCI out? As two state entities, wouldn't they be kind of required to work together? But again, I think you're getting into the warrant side of things. Mm-hmm. What information, what legally is able to be used mm-hmm. when you sign up for that geofencing? Mm-hmm. What part of that can you share with other organizations, even if they're both state run? I think we're getting into well, a lot of legalese once again here. So, so the bottom line, and look, I'm all for people's rights. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm, you know, tramping on them. Um, they want it to kind of go away. Yeah. And because, well, and if you are one no, of these, if you're Wazarike, if you were Hunter Deckers, mm-hmm. your professional career is impacted mm-hmm. because things were. You have. Re- they kind of get the feeling, though, that you're getting off on a technicality. You know what? I was drunk as hell, and they pulled me. They didn't read me my rights. <laughs> Those technicalities go a long way. I get it. And then, hey, I have no shot of playing in the NFL now. That's well, a lot of money. bet in as a Denver Bronco. He did, but this information. If he would, if he would have still, I'm been, talking in general though. Hunter Deckers, he has the argument. Gotcha. I have no chance yep. at a professional career because of this. Something that happened to me, and the information was obtained illegally. You're going to guess there's going to be litigation coming back the other way, mm-hmm. doing this, suing the state. Do you, do you, would um, do you think NFL teams would hold that against him if you bet in college and you paid a price in college? Well, Alex Karras didn't play for how many years in but the he, NFL because but, of that? But, but where was he betting? Oh, I had a, yeah, he, I, but he was betting as a pro. Sure. It? But, it wasn't at Iowa he was betting. Right. No. I mean, the, the NHL just suspended one of their players today for 41 games wow. for gambling. And not on hockey. Um, well, he can't play college athletics. Hunter Decker's can't. He can't because of this. Right, right. So he has no ability then yeah. for his future earnings. So based on, again, the, the story seemingly is, yes, he did bet uh-huh. when he knew he wasn't supposed to bet. But he may be able... Will he get his eligibility back? That's an NCAA thing. I would think Oh, there's not. no shot. Yeah. Well, we found out Noah Shannon. Wait two more weeks. Yeah. Uh, Steve Sipple is next uh, on 3 Media. We'll preview Purdue and Nebraska for a few minutes with Sip. Uh, Lee Sterling's going to join us. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. And the keyword. KXNO and the keyword. It's right. Time to claim some of that dough. Head to KXNO.com. The keyword this hour is grand, grand. Your chance to win a grand, grand at KXNO.com. Miller and Condon, uh, back with Steve Sippel. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106. It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sippel talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. Stand by your man. 
With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. Hi, right, Miller and Condon, let's get right to him. Stephen M. Sipple on three media covers Nebraska, Nebraska, Purdue this weekend. Uh, in Lincoln uh, before uh, the Huskers and their traveling media. We'll head to uh, East Lansing next week. Let's get Sip in here. Sip Trend, Ken, uh, as always, thank you for coming on. How are you, Sip? I'm fine. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Are, are, is Nebraska going to have enough players left to, to field a team this weekend? Boy, the injury bug. I get it. it's all, all over at this time, but it seems to have hit Nebraska particularly hard. Yeah, if you look at it, Eight of the 11 starters in the opener on offense are out. I mean, out, gone, you know, not playing. Uh, a couple could come back, but this week, I mean, if, you, if that's fascinating to me. Like, if it was the Niners, it would be a major story. Eight of the 11 <laughs> yeah. starters out, you know. Now it's Nebraska. It kind of gets hit. Hit. They're just, Nebraska's so far under the radar, but. And even here, I've said to people, it doesn't seem like people are making that big of a deal of it, but it's, yeah, all I can tell you is this. Eight of the original 11 position groups are without uh, their starters uh, that started the opener. That's impactful. And three offensive linemen out. You take on Purdue. Purdue's not great by any means. Hudson Card, he can make some plays. He'll also make some dumb ones out there. But as bad as the West is, Purdue is at the bottom, but it's also for all these teams, you can't overlook anybody. I mean, when, I, I understand it's one thing when it's Iowa against Nebraska, or you get Wisconsin, or even Minnesota, but Purdue, how's the fan base? Is there any excitement knowing, boy, you find a way to win this one, suddenly there's a path for this team to make one heck of a run in November? God, it's not. It, it doesn't exactly bowl you over. It's I think people are kind of enthusiastically intrigued. <laughs> I, I if Nebraska wins this game, then you might start to feel more excitement or in the fan base. I'm interested. I'm really interested. I'm because I now first of all, I think this is going to be a very difficult game for Nebraska. And what I said what I said last week on your show is what I've been saying for three weeks. You know, in the bye week, two weeks. Yeah, he's in rural Nebraska driving to one of the. Yeah. Then I thought, then I thought, okay, then it can get serious. This discussion about Nebraska being a major factor in the West Division. So they did. They took care of. They took care of Northwestern seventeen to nine. And. Now let's see what let's see let's see what they got. I think it's a toss up game. That's what I think we got. We're looking at Nebraska versus Purdue's a toss up game. Uh, coming off Ohio State, uh, they had a bye. Purdue uh, Purdue did, but their last time they played was Ohio State. Then they get Michigan the following week. Do you think Michigan sent anybody over to West Lafayette to to steal some signals <laughs> in advance of that Purdue game? Sip. My guess is yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah my guess is yes. pretty elaborate what they're doing. Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I I find it hilarious. I don't. I know we don't want to get off on this, but I find it hilarious how brazenly stupid they've been. Yes. Like it's it's not a. It's sort of hilarious how ridiculous they left them. Uh, they just left themselves so vulnerable, which you wouldn't expect. But 
they're bad cheaters. I mean, it kind of comes. Yeah, down but Harbaugh didn't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, right. And that's not an argument know, anymore. Then I have a whole other set. Of, if he doesn't know, I have a whole other set of questions. Yeah, if he really. Didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you see today's story? Today's story, the next chapter in this story, apparently they were helping out teams of future opponents that they wanted to hurt their college football playoff uh, potential. How about that? Helping out other teams. Yeah. Helping out other teams that would play like a Georgia. Yes, uh, yes. uh, That's unbelievable. It truly is. Uh, Truly is. I don't know what to think. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So let's go back to last week. Iowa is on a bye this week. Then they get Northwestern. We could save this question for next week, but um, okay. j- but you know, I want to get it out there just be, in case we something else pops up. What did you think of Northwestern last week, Sip? Well, here's the here's the deal with Northwestern. They didn't Northwestern didn't have its starting quarterback. Right, it was pretty good. Yeah, Ben Bryant threw for three. Ben Bryant is the starter. Right. And I know you could watch the game against Minnesota where he threw for 396 yards against Minnesota. I think they, they would move the chains more with Ben Bryant than Brendan Sullivan. And Nebraska got Sullivan. And Sullivan is really limited. So they're really limited on offense. Um, they're tough. They're very veteran defense. It's not a bad defense. They, you know, it's typical kind of a Big Ten Northwestern type of older defense that, you know, they really smack you. Um, so they're all right. They'll give. It'll be. All, it'll be all Iowa could do to beat them. I mean, mm. Iowa probably. I know. I know what's going on in Iowa because it's kind of similar in Nebraska. Iowa probably struggle to score seventeen against Northwestern. You know. Jeez. Uh, so. If you're that vulnerable, then who knows what's going to yeah. happen? If they have Sullivan, if they have, or excuse me, if, if they have Ben Bryant, then yeah, I think I will have a hard time. I really do. <laughs> doesn't feel great. <laughs> it doesn't feel great. You know, we've had this conversation, and it was really big last week before the Iowa loss to Minnesota. Are you sure you want to get there? Are you sure you want to get over to Indianapolis and know what's waiting for you on the other side of things? I think it's a loser mentality. I think you take your shot, no matter how bad your team might be. Upsets happen all the time. But have you got any of that over in Nebraska? If they do make this run here, and it does come down to Black Friday to get to Indianapolis, people saying, kind of be careful what you wish for, if you will. Oh, it hasn't really gotten that far. Again, I think I think it would start we'd start thinking a little bit more like that over here if Nebraska wins this game against Purdue. Uh, and here's the thing you kind of there's – a, there's always the potential that Michigan doesn't make it. And, you know, I think, you know, if it were Penn State, then, you know, it's a little more manageable, right? And if it's Ohio State, it might even be a little more manageable. If only because those quarterbacks at Ohio State and right. Penn State are more manageable than McCarthy. I'll give you a stat that blew me away. J.J. McCarthy this year has 37 incompletions. That's it. He has has 37 incompletions on the year. Drew Aller against Ohio State had 24 incompletions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. McCarthy's playing at an incredibly high level, I would say. He's really good. He's, you know, I saw him in person, and he makes it, he just makes it look easy. He, He runs the ball. He's a threat to run. He doesn't run it a lot. But he's a threat, and he's 
Jeez, he's just, he's just so smooth. So, yeah, I, somehow if someone could knock off Michigan, then that game would be a lot more manageable. I don't, I'm not sure Iowa receivers have caught 27 balls combined. Probably I mean, not. Would take out the tight ends, right? Absolutely, that number's close. Sip, I had no idea. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty efficient year. Uh, so, what do you think, Sip? This is a coin flip game. We'll leave it on this Purdue Nebraska coin flip game. That's the way I regard it. Okay, uh, it's gonna be really difficult for Nebraska. They it, Hudson Card is pretty good. Purdue's though. I mean, they're they're not. You know, he's covered Purdue. You know what Purdue's mm-hmm. about. I just think it's a game where if Nebraska, let's put it this way, if Nebraska scores 17 again like it did against Northwestern, it won't win. Jeez. I think Purdue can get to 20, 21. I, I envision something like 23 to 21, something like that. Tough, tough spot. Good stuff, Sip. We'll talk to you next week in advance of the uh, Michigan State game. Thank you, Stephen M. on 3 Media. What town are you going to speak in here today? I'm going to Fremont, Nebraska, and I'm yeah. It's a it's a noon speech at the at the Legion Club. It's no Paducah, no, no. It'll be it'll be riveting, riveting. Yeah. Do they feed you? They do. It's it's one of the beautiful things about these. <laughs> it's fun. These, this is a good fan base. It is. It's yeah. fun. They're, More fun this year fun than previous there. years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Although this fan base is amazing, that they're, they're you see it in their eyes. They're really like, you know if you travel around and do these things, you see the hunger. Yeah. They want it so bad, you know, they, and they so they listen to you. you know, the crowds really haven't waned. I mean, this is a, this fan base is incredibly loyal. It's yep. incredibly loyal. Simple talking. We have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, we have nothing to do here, so that's part of it. Good that helps. Um, all right. Yep, see you, buddy. Thanks. Stephen Sipple on 3 Media, covers Nebraska, has for literally decades. Uh, we'll take a timeout, come back. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, he's got a handful of games he'll opine on and then share his game of the day information. Miller and Condon, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Tales. Welcome back to Morning Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Uh, in about two, 20 minutes or so, we'll give uh, four of you an opportunity to win some grub from our friends at the Chicken Coop. Three locations, Urbandale, Ankeny, and West Des Moines. We'll tell you about, more about the Chicken Coop coming up at that time. Right now, Paramount Sports. Lee Sterling joins us uh, every Thursday during the uh, months of September, October, November uh, to talk about these games, some of these games, and today being no different. Lee, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Oh, got to push the button here, Lee. It's my game. first day, promise. Crazy stuff happening. Uh, like the Miami game. I'm, I think it's horrible the way some of these coaches are hiding injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miami obviously held the Tyler Van Dyke injury um, under the radar. No one knew until maybe an hour before the game. And, I mean, we're seeing it happen over and over again. Just <laughs> how do you – fairly wager on a game when you're not getting even close to all the information. Preaching the choir in the NFL last week. John Robinson, yeah. that, that information. Yeah, but, was... th- but did that develop late Saturday night? I mean, that was a headache, correct? 
Yeah, it was, but I mean, I, I don't play fantasy sports, but I feel bad for people that started them this <laughs> yeah. late in the year. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, college college has to get with the times. Look, there's betting. He didn't the- practice all week. Tyler, mm-hmm. I mean, like, didn't, at least in the NFL, how many is there? Three or four times during the week? Starts Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's the final, I want to say, yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, there was nothing on Saturday or Sunday, right. so uh, they didn't have to report it, but I mean... This kid, Tyler Van Dyke, never practiced, and they, they were pretty sure he was never going to play. And he had a new injury, a back injury, that they didn't mm. even report. Yeah, the Big Ten now is putting out an availability report the morning of, which is better than nothing, mm-hmm. you know, better. if you want to wait. But, I mean, the rest of the conference is good. God, catch up, would you please? Mm-hmm. Uh, t- I agree. Transparency, I mean, that's this way yeah. we need it. Let's get into these games. You want to start, Trent? Yeah, let's kick it off in the Big Ten with Ohio State going to Madison to take on the Badgers. Big number here. Obviously, backup quarterback for Wisconsin, 14 and a half. So, what an effort by that defense, Ohio State. When you hold a team to 0 for 15 on third down uh, conversions, I mean, it's, it's off the charts. I mean, you usually can't do that against horrible teams. So, still concerned, though, with the Buckeyes running game. Only 2.6 yards per carry, which is 99th. In the country, Luke Fickle, their old coach. I think we'll have the Badgers ready for this game. Wisconsin's poor quarterback play and run defense, which in the three uh, games in the Big Ten, where they gave up between 194 and 223 rushing yards, still uh, hold me back from, from calling for the outright upset. I think Ohio State wins 24-17, but I think Wisconsin's going to give them a game. Hold me back from predicting. Uh, they would been good. Wrong team favorite in that one would have been something. Texas, huge favorite. Yep. 17 over BYU. Texas, one of the toughest teams to predict. I mean, they're up 21 nothing, rolling, and then have to hold on and hold back uh, Houston. Houston got, to, I think, like the 12-yard line. Not for a bad spot. That game might have been going to overtime. But uh, public's going to be all over BYU because Texas has their quarterback hurt. Steve Sarkeesian's smart. He just run the ball 50, 55 times. I mean, you're just that much better than BYU. People play BYU because they won last week by two touchdowns against Tech. Tech was playing with a third-string quarterback, and Tech's third-string quarterback is like Texas's sixth-string quarterback here. Hmm. Steve Sarkeesian's smart. They win easy. But never for sure, I'll still take Texas 34 times. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's remain in the Big 12. It's the Big yeah. Nooner this week. Oklahoma going to Lawrence. Uh, they were there a couple of years ago, Leopold's first year, and they were in mm-hmm. some trouble. They were just inviting fans in throughout the game. Don't even need a ticket. They just wanted people to see really? that one. Oh, yeah, that was a fun day. Kansas yeah. is much better than that Jayhawk team. What do you see here? What a smart idea. Just get people, if they come in, yeah. Uh, they're going to buy things. So, <laughs> um, so here's the deal with 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 this Oklahoma team. I think they were a little bit flat last week. They have dominated Kansas. Kansas hasn't beaten them since '97. They had Jalen Daniels, who's doubtful. And I don't think he's going to play. I'd give him a shot. I love their offensive coordinator, but backup Jason Beam is. I mean, he's capable, just not dynamic, and not able to carry a team here. Their defense has tons of weaknesses. Oh, you put up 701 yards against them last year. They're not much better this year. OU 42-24. Yeah, Daniels was just ruled out officially, so there you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State's on the road. Uh, their, their season has turned around, uh, Lee. They're two-and-a-half-point favored, visiting Waco to take on the Bears. Clones Baylor. Yep. If Hal Presley, the wide receiver for Baylor, was flying, I might have a tough time picking this game, but 
49 catches is a lot to be out. And this team, like Iowa State and Oklahoma State, I would not want to play either team right now. I think they keep on winning here, 26-20. And we wrap up with the NFL. It is Taylor Swift's Chiefs against Ken Miller's Broncos, 7.5. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> More than a touchdown is a lot in the NFL. Denver's defense has gotten better. They've given up 19 and 17 points the last two weeks. Chiefs have only topped 28 points once in the last six games against the Broncos. Yeah, I know Kansas City's owned them 16 straight, just like Green Bay over Chicago. They torment them, but I think KC wins 28-24. I think you take uh, the over touchdown here in Denver Broncos. All right, ParamountSports.com, your game of the week is Purdue visiting Nebraska. If the listeners want more info, well, how do they reach you? First five callers get it for free. I think there's a clear right side to this Nebraska-Purdue game. 800-400-9741. How about this? Rare two weeks where all four sports are taking place. We're winning big in football, 60-38-2. Winning big in every sport, even basketball. Haven't lost a game yet. You can get all four sports, seven plays today or tomorrow. Choose your day, just $17. Seven plays, $17. One place, ParamountSports.com. And we will talk to you in a week. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Hour two coming up, Chicken Coop uh, Opportunity. Bill Benner from the Sporting News. Trent's Plays of the Day, Circus Sports Sponsors. Hour two next, Miller & Condon, 106.3 KXNO.